and you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. Good evening. This is Lisa and Jael Trinity. It is 4:40 p.m. on the uh, 16th of June, 2023. And hold on, cause I, I have to put some lip gloss on. I just finished having a salad for uh, for lunch. I had a late lunch. Hold on. Oh, getting all over the place. So I uh, I'm doing my thing you might my, my supergirl thing and I'm perusing flying over all these articles <laughs> hold on you can't see me but I'm putting on the glass okay. Okay. I may have to answer <coughs> excuse me I may have to answer the door for flowers I like yellow roses anyway <coughs> or anything lavender any flower lavender listen Hold on. Okay. Let me look at... I'm going to pause it for a second. Hold on. Because I need to... I, and I need to spray perfume and I need to uh, uh, put on lotion. I, this is what... You, you No, seriously. This is what I do to prepare for my podcast. You don't know this because even though you can't see me, okay? I have to feel like a woman podcasting. I it, It's just... And I'm working. So, I, I you know, my... I lotion my hands and my elbows, I, I spray perfume, and I uh, make sure my face is okay. I have on lip gloss, and my, you know, I'm dressed and my hair's done. I, I'm working, and uh, you know, I, this is what I do to prepare for your podcast. You should know that. So hold on while I, while I uh, hold on, I have to, I have to check my lip gloss, and I have to, uh, you know, listen, y'all don't judge me because I know there are some actors and, and some singers who do some weird things before they perform. So this is not weird. Just because you can't see me. No. Because, no. It, it's it still work. And uh, listen, I have to get in. You know, this. then I have my video voice. And I have to get into character. Hold on. Judge me. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, my people, my friends, my family. Okay, so I am back. I Okay, so I'm doing my Supergirl thing, and I am flying over some of your articles. And uh, let's see. Now, I closed out of my browser by mistake. Let's see if I can find the article again. Okay, hold on. Some of you are uh, uh, social media stars are looking very nice. No, you are. I, I like this smoky eye. I'm not gonna mention names, you know, but I I I, I see a nice smoky eye, and mine's can never look that neat. But listen. That's nice, and 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 listen, I can't uh, you. I'm not gonna say your name, but picks by the pool. Listen, I that listen. That's a that's a short term goal for me. I'm just waiting on my liposuction. Let me see. <laughs> um, listen, 
I listen you I'm not gonna say your name but listen this is a nice look I don't know I, I think the left one on the left is the after picture the one on the right is the before but I, I like the before picture the pink and white hair and the eyelashes I've, I've, I've photoshopped my eyelashes like that before not saying that you did that but you know with me I I like um I like my eyes to look like perfect and um sometimes you know <clears throat> I don't have readily available the eyelashes I need for the picture so I photoshop my eyelashes uh when I need to just my eyelashes honey I, I you know the rest is all me but my eyelashes and I like your eyelashes I like the pink hair I do because you know when I see pictures like this of people who are you know, semi-celebrity, celebrity, or 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 social media stars, it shows me personality. And you don't blend in with everybody else. So for me, as as personally, you know, as a person, I enjoy it. And as a viewer, I I enjoy seeing personality in people. I I, I just don't I it's you know, it's just beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Okay, so which is another reason why once I get into my corporate, uh, uh, once I get onto the property of my commercial, uh, for my commercial, um, rental space, and you know, who knows, maybe I'll, I'll have enough money next year to buy it, but, you know, I, I, at this point with, um, in, in light of my, um, current financial status, it, 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 Right now, it would be rental. So, uh, when I have my staff on site, now my, I'm, go, I, I'm going back to the, the whole internet thing. But listen, a sidebar real quick. My company, at my company, I my culture here at my company at LHA Ventures Corp, uh, located in Rockville, Center, New York. Listen, because I have different departments within my company and I offer different array of services under the umbrella of my corporation um I I am lenient in terms of attire and, and what you look like you know because everybody's style is different some have swag some do not have swag some people are very conservative some people are not some people are more edgy but um so I'm lenient according to the department you are working in within my company. But in general overall, okay, um see my culture is swag. You know, and and and, and, and because my company directly reflects who I am as a person, not just my professionalism. I am, you know, uh, you know, and right now I I work with the public all the time. And um, just on the side hustle with blogging and, and the media personality stuff and a public figure. Listen, I'm yes, I'm promoting myself. I'm promoting myself. So just with my side hustles, I appearance is a big deal. So with my staff who are going to be on site come next year, uh, my culture here is is. It's very, very important. So even if I got down to two candidates and I was having, you know, I was very, I was a little indecisive about which one to go with, it would actually boil down to who fits into my culture better. Because if you do not fit in with the company culture, there will be personality clashes, it will interrupt productivity, and there'll be fights in the office. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's a no. It would boil down to who fits into my company culture the best. That's one way you could you could you know make a decision should you run into the same um, the same problem in terms of deciding on a candidate. Um. So one day I uh, one day I I you know I I. I'm very urban. I might have on some uh, um, graffiti uh, print 
you know, leggings or jeggings with with some kicks and, and, a, and a nice little uh, tank top. And I, I'll have one of, you know, um, some hoop earrings and a red lip, you know, and a smoky eye. Or maybe, if, if depending on the colors in, in my clothes, the, the lipstick might be turquoise or blue or purple. But then, you know, on, on as a professional, as an operations expert, an executive leader, a motivational speaker, um, a mentor, um, more on the corporate professional side, you know, I... I'm too big to do a two-piece because the kind of two-piece I would wear, the suits, it, it, it wouldn't, it doesn't, it, it just would not look right on me. I can't do suits at this size. I, I look, oh, and no, I, I, if I wear a skirt and, and it's a two-piece, I need a nice pencil skirt that e that's either above my knee or right below my kneecap. And, and it's fitting to my figure with a, with a fitted uh, jacket. Um, and, um, you know, a, a little tank top underneath or no tank top and just my bra and, and now, uh, my preference of color for my personal suits will be an all white suit. Um, I understand that, you know, in certain industries, especially in law, they, they like dark suits. And you know, look, I I I read a lot, and I'm smart. I don't see anywhere in the booklet an exception to what it, it's a man-made rule that you have to wear a black or blue suit to court. So I like all white for my appearances at court, or or yellow, or um. From time to time, I don't have a problem with black, but um, you know, I just you know, I this is me. And it's always appropriate, but um, or a two or two-piece suit, and it's a skinny leg pant. It's not nothing wide leg or you know, it's all long and big. And it's I don't like that look. That that I don't like it. So um, if I were to do something corporate, am I talking a lot? I I feel like I'm talking a lot. I would. This is enough on the suits. I'm just trying to give you a picture of my culture here. Um, I would do a skinny leg pant with a fitted jacket, hoop earrings because I still need to look hip and cool and relevant, and and, and I'll do a burgundy lip, I'll do a red lip, I'll do a, a little pink lip, and then I, I won't walk into court, Your Honor, with a, uh, with a, <laughs> with a sky blue lip or a turquoise lip or a, uh, you know, purple lip. I, I'll forego those colors. So, um, with my culture, though, I like to see, at my company, I like to see personality. And when you make people dress so conservative, because, you know, because maybe, you know, with maybe with your particular company, they don't have to, but that's your preference. That's what you like. That's what you prefer. It's like every everyone comes to work. And they look the same, and you and you don't know who you work with until you have like that company barbecue or company picnic or that Christmas party. You, is that you? Oh, listen, look at you! Oh, you looking? Nice. Listen, you got swag. I can't tell in that suit. Listen, you you need to start cutting tearing your suit. Oh, you can't afford it. Listen, that's nice. Look, that's listen. You got swag, man. Listen, I, listen. I, I understand. I understand them stores in the mall got some deals. Listen, you looking good at this party tonight. You don't understand. You don't listen. <laughs> you that one, that one executive that all it's she's always in the navy blue suit and white collar, and then she comes to the Christmas party, and she's listen. She did not look. She got. She don't have her cleavage out because she's still executive, but her back is out. Listen, look. Mm, would you look at Lily? Would you look at? Mm, I knew she had it in her, <laughs> and she got a red lip because she never wears lipstick. Listen, she looks great. So this is the kind of thing I like at my company. I like to see personality, and I don't want to wait until Christmas to see it. <laughs> With that being said, listen, you guys, you you social media stars, you're looking great. You're looking great out there. You're looking great. So, uh, one of the articles I'm going to look for because I don't see it 
uh, coming up. I'm clicking, clicking. See, with these dog on uh, articles, you got to get it while it pops up. It, it like, oh, what is that? Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let me Google it. Hold on. Um... I'm gonna pause you. I don't. I, I don't want to keep you on hold while um, I click away. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. I am back. Okay, that was a terrible. I'm back. <laughs> I was a little off, off tune. Okay, so listen. The article I was I was looking for. I didn't read it in its entirety, and I usually don't. I <laughs> because once I see this headline, I read maybe one or two, three, four lines and a paragraph tops, and then I have so much to say. So listen, Renee Brown, Brene or Brene Brown. <laughs> listen, you debunked the 50-50 relationship rule. You debunked the 50-50 relationship rule. And guess what? I agree. <laughs> Listen, a relationship, a marriage. Man, it's impossible for it to be 50-50. Because each individual, I didn't read in its entirety what she disclosed. But just, you know, just in just. In just. Um, because each individual is bringing uh, a different skill set to the table, um, different aspects of of who they are uh, on the inside in terms of uh, capability to the table. Um, because everyone's at different love levels, you know. Um, the husband may be uh, great at handling things around the house and being a great provider. He's even good in bed. But he needs to work on giving affection. That's what I mean, love levels. Okay, so then there is the wife. Now, maybe she is not that good in bed, but she's a great, she's great at home as a wife, as a beautiful mother. She's great with the kids. She's wonderful eye candy. She's actually hot. But she's not that good in bed. And she's not willing to compromise in the marriage bed. And now he's sexually starving. So this is what I mean by love levels. Then there's the aspect. Now, when you before you get married, you should actually... Okay, let me just slow down. Because I want you to absorb what I'm saying. So before you get married, you should actually uh, have a talk, a serious talk. And, and most couples do, but I don't think they, they, they cover the right basis or cover as much ground in this uh, uh, conversation or on this topic as possible. I have a great book. And uh, I, I, it, it must you, you gotta buy it. It's, it talks about just one. Of, one of the things I discuss is just this uh, disclosure. You want her to be, for instance, you want help balancing the money. You want help balancing the checkbook, looking out at the expenses. Maybe you are rich. Maybe you're upper class, and you have. A number of assets and you don't always want to rely on service the attorneys your team and accounting you want actually somebody on the inside of the household who then can look at things and and kind of make decisions and kind of just help you in this area um now maybe this is not her skill set and neither does she like to cook because you're rich and you're upper class you you know, but you like a home-cooked meal every now and then. Plus, as a man, it makes you feel loved. I understand, you guys. But she doesn't like to cook either. But, 
you know, she's OCD organized. She can tell you, and, and she's got swag. So, uh, and she has her own personal skill set in, in, in terms of, in, or in relation to what she does on the side. Maybe she's into fashion. Maybe she is, um, she's not an actor, but maybe she, you know, uh, maybe she is a singer. Um, so she's got swag. And these are some of her skill sets. And she's OCD organized. So in a marriage, it's never 50-50. Because one person may always be bringing something more to the table than the other. So you, so you zone in on the strengths. And you use them. Uh, <laughs> wait, that didn't come out right. <laughs> and you utilize that skill set. Okay? As opposed to trying to create the wife you want. And she's incapable of being. Because the skill set is just not there. Now cooking you can learn. There are certain talents you, as a wife you should be willing to learn. You should be willing to compromise in the bedroom. Okay, that's very important. Because sex is 95% of marriage and 5% communication. So you try, you know, couples do it all the time. They go days, weeks without speaking. But honey, when, when they get a little excited and they're a little horny, you you try, they forego the silent treatment. It, listen, it, <laughs> it is a date tonight, okay? So uh, when, when, you, when, when you get that feeling, you get that feeling. But, you know, you, you tend to go out without talking, excuse me, or speaking or communicating. For days or weeks at a time. I've seen it happen with couples. So sex is, sex is 95% of marriage. 5% communication. You cannot have a marriage with bad sex. You understand? It's a no. It is a no. It won't. Listen. It's a no. It's a no. So, uh, so you should always be willing to compromise in the marriage bed. As long as what is being requested is not, um, contradicting biblical principle. Okay. Um, if you're not a monarchy, there should be no third parties in a marriage bed. Okay. I don't have to do a disclaimer. See, I'm speaking to the Christian. So, uh... And uh, you, there are certain skill sets you should be willing to acquire, like cooking. Because a man loves to eat. A man feels loved when you cook him a home-cooked meal. Even if it's not five-star, ten-star. And listen, it's, it's pancake mix. You add water, and you, you decided to put a touch of cinnamon in that with some nutmeg. Listen, it's the best pancake he ever had. It's not a steak and potato, but you did it. You took the time to make it. Your approach was beautiful. You gave it to him with a kiss. And look at that. Listen, all is well with the world. <laughs> so there are certain skill sets that as a wife and as a husband, you should be willing to acquire in order to have a beautiful and blessed marriage. Now, how I, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Now, how I got here from the fashion, but I remember I, I kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, went, moved on to another article. So, uh, I agree. Brene Brown, I agree. <laughs> it, it's just not, it, it, it is never 50-50 in a relationship. Never. Especially when both parents are, usually it takes two to work in the home and both are independently successful. It just, it's never, it's never 50-50. There is always one party bringing a little bit more, uh, bringing just a little bit more to the, to the table of marriage. And it's not a bad thing, but what you have to do in this case is, as I will reiterate, is, uh, hold on, excuse me, is, uh, Incorporate the strengths of the individual, of the partner, of the soulmate, of the spouse, of the husband or wife. Incorporate their strengths. 
pray over their weaknesses and you'll be okay so uh my podcast is 24 minutes and let me see i have a couple more minutes i try and keep my podcast under 30 minutes let's see if i have uh another article to discuss let me go back to the main default page Um, Oprah's favorite pants for any occasion and more summer styles are 30% off at this spank sale. <laughs> Listen. Okay, so again, I didn't read the article and this, this look is very outdated. But, you know, the outfit is cute, but you know, the shoes got to go on this article. It's very outdated. You, you, this, you can't wear, you know, stilettos with black leggings in, in this crop in this crop top. It's, it's a no. It's a no. If the leggings were pink, you would look like somebody's Aunt Marcy. All you need is a Chanel bag with a gold chain. <laughs> it's a no. So, uh, it's a no. Listen. Um... But the outfit is cute. But in any event, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear it like that. And I went with those colors. To, but listen, anyway, it's not about the picture, right? I'm not the photographer. It's not. Okay, so talk too much. Amen. <laughs> listen, but this is my last article. I have a couple of minutes. Listen, Oprah, my favorite pant. My favorite pant is actually a pair of leggings or jeggings. If you are a big girl or thick girl like me, they are the most comfortable pant to wear because you can dress them up or you can dress them down. Um, I I wear leggings all the time. Um, every now and then I put on a pair of jeans just because I'm this size. But um, my favorite pant is is a skinny jean or a legging or jegging, an urban something urban maybe something solid color. I'll hook it up with a nice if I dress it up a nice uh. You know, uh, um, blazer with elongated top underneath. Um, I mostly wear flats or a good block heel. And um, every now and then I throw in a pair of kicks. So I can dress it up or down. Um, um, and, and, and a pair of, like I said, a pair of skinny jeans. A pair of leggings or jeggings. Or uh, a pair of khakis. But they have to fit, you know, and they have to have some sort of percentage of spandex in it, you know. Because one day I got, you know, the store tricked me. I picked up the same size for for the same uh, for the same pin, but in a different uh, color. And if I'm not mistaken, and if I remember correctly, but anyway, the scenario was I was shopping. So I was at Burlington, actually. And um, they sell a lot of nice plus-size plus pants, and, uh, along with Old Navy and um, some urban stores I shop at. But uh, I love Marshalls, but I'm too big for Marshalls. I'm just, I'm too thick. But listen, uh, <laughs> they, the store tricked me. It tricked me. I, I didn't have a lawsuit. <laughs> Listen, but people will learn not to mess with me. But listen, I uh, I they tricked me. So I picked up two pairs of pants, or maybe a little bit more than in quantity too. But I had at least two pants. Listen, same size. But I happened to bring all the items with me in the dressing room. So I by chance happened to put on the pants. I said to the same. Listen. The one pair went right above my waist. Honey, I look good, honey. I said, wow. <laughs> Listen, I tried on that other pant. I said, this is, this is, this is misrep. This is, listen, this is misinformation. <laughs> because they, or this is a misprint? Is it a typo? Listen, I had on my glasses, so I know that it wasn't my vision. <laughs> The pant wouldn't go past my knee. 
<laughs> it's like listen these dang on mirrors man <laughs> when I read I said but then you know, in retrospect I, I realized that one of the pants had that spandex material in it the khaki it fit right to my body it was great and she's like oh gosh but anyway I this is what happened to me so my podcast is over so this is what happened to me it, it was a mess so ladies please pay attention to the material and uh <laughs> don't get mad at the designer you have to pay attention to the material because they they do run differently they they do fit differently depending upon uh you know the material I So I actually have changed my mind. I'm going to discuss one more article I came across because I, I was actually closing my podcast and then I this article popped up. I, I gotta get off this computer. So um listen, this article is the re the source is NBC's news, uh Hoda and Jenna's show. And uh the guest um, was Tia Mowry. And this particular headline reads, Tia Mowry on how cutting her hair, you know, led to a new outlook on life. And it's always beautiful. Excuse me, when individuals, men or women, step back and self-evaluate. And, and then try and find the beautiful silver lining in the sky. Um, I break that cliche down, I believe, in a post on, on my Facebook page. But there, is, there isn't a year where you get sunshine all year round. But even in the phases of night, even in the darkest uh, of evenings. God who is creator created stars and the moon. And the Bible says that Jesus is the morning star. So, and I understand that Tia is also a Christian. So this is good. But I I I have I have some I have something to share. She doesn't mind. Um, as a professional, as a mother, as a grandmother, as a businesswoman, as an entertainer, and also as a public figure, um, I just wanted, I just wanted to share something. So basically, you cut your hair, and, and I, I don't have a problem when people cut their hair, and, I, and it's... Everyone, you know, has their own personal swag. And um, oftentimes, you know, it's, it's, it, it does feel good to cut your hair. Uh, because it, it, to some people, as she, not in this, uh, not in verbatim, this is not what she said verbatim, but it feels like a new start. It feels like a new beginning. It, it gives you um, a canvas. A, it, it, it symbolizes a clean canvas. And as you cut your hair, and now you have this clean canvas, most people say, well, I write my story. No, God should write your story. He has the pen. Because your name has to go into the book of life, and he puts it there. So, but you are the author because you then design and create your own journey. Not only on this planet earth, but how you go into glory. So you are Tia the author, but I'm Christian to Christian. And for those who may not know this, God is the writer. Now, sometimes I rearrange this cliche based on 
uh, circumstance. But in this particular um, aspect, in, in this sense, um, in this context, as in regards to what Tia was uh, disclosing in reference to her business and personal life and some of the things that she uh, expressed that uh, how she felt, you know, God is the writer. You are the author. Because you decide with each page, life turns because sometimes you don't know what's coming. You, you create your own journey. That's Bible. Because the seed you sow yesterday is the harvest you get, you get today. Based on what you did, what you said, the choices you made. What goes around comes around. Now sometimes life happens and it is out of your control. And you cannot control what other people do. But you can be in charge of and control your reaction. And if you've been proactive during the course of your life, keeping Jesus in the center of it, then you should be okay. But she did, and I quote, mention rebirth. And Cutting your hair sometimes does feel like a rebirth. Because as I said, it kind of symbolizes a clean canvas. So, in regards to that question your friend asked you. Um, because in the article, you would have to listen, read. The, it, was, it was an article and um, it was a video attached to the article. And the question that was asked to her was, who are you? And if he doesn't mind, if your friend doesn't mind, I want to paraphrase the question. Who are you outside of mom, outside of being an entertainer? And she, quote unquote, she said she cried. She said, I cried. And she disclosed how sometimes you can feel lost in these roles. Putting people first and losing yourself and having no balance. But I have to say this. It is true. You must have balance. You've got to have balance. So let me just start with the order. For it, 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 there is a biblical order in which family life and work is supposed to did I say that in correct English? Sometimes I don't know what happens with my articulation. Okay, so there is an itemized order. And let me write it out. Okay, so, so I don't mess up. So there is an itemized order when it comes to family life. So we're going to put family life. And we're going to underline it. One. This is easy. Number one is going to be God. And you can put in parentheses, Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. They are number one, first priority in your life, especially as a Christian. If you do not keep Jesus in the center of your life, everything else will be in disarray, discombobulated, chaos, messed up, jacked up. Close your eyes, pick one. I'm saying the same thing. Including your marriage. If you spend more time on Netflix, if you spend more time working, if you spend more time apart from God instead of keeping him in the center of your life, of your heart, Then you have stepped out of the place of direction, guidance, protection. And when you are far from God, you have then separated yourself most likely in prayer. You say your grace and then you keep it moving. And then before you know it, you put on your pajamas for bedtime. And you, you, you almost forgot to say your prayers before you go to bed. And, and for black people, those who are 
church, and I and I say this because it does differ from culture to culture, but but the Bible never changes. The Bible says, "Don't stop praying." Okay, paraphrase. We are to pray without ceasing. So, with that being said, number one is God. You have to put Him first. God is first. Number two in family life, are uh, itemized. And the itemized order. If you are married, this is the listen. If you are married, now I'm going to ask you the question, then I'm going to answer it. Okay, the next, the number two is spouse. Is it yourself or the other person? Who do you put next? Yourself or the other person? Is it your soulmate or is it you? This could be a little tricky. This could be a little tricky because some people may say, well, if you don't put yourself first, you can't take care of, take care of the other person. Ah, but that's not, that's not Bible. The Bible says number two is your soulmate. So God is number one. Your soulmate, your spouse is number two. And I tell you why. Listen, it is. A sure thing. Soulmate, the spouse is number two, not you. You are not number two. It is the other person. That is Bible. That is Old and New Testament. Throughout the Bible. And I'll give you some examples. The Bible says the husband is to love the wife as Christ loves the church. What did Christ do for the church? Jesus died for the church. You're supposed to love this woman to the point you're willing to give your life for her. That is putting the other person first before your own comfortable uh, position. Even if you like breathing. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Proverbs 31. When God denotes the perfect wife, the blueprint for a perfect wife and mother, she always, but not just her husband, not just her kids, the members of her household because she was rich. Those who assisted her, aided and assisted her on a day-to-day -day basis to help maintain the property, her business, and her family. She put them first. You cannot run a household efficiently without said people in your life, especially if you're upper class and they don't work with you. So therefore, they don't work for you. They work with you. So the other person comes first. Your spouse, your soulmate, your husband, or your wife. So God is number one. The soulmate. Y'all need to take my class, man. I'm yelling and whatnot. I get passionate. I'm sorry. And number two is soulmate. The other person. And this is another reason why. We must first be willing to give others what we are waiting on in return, whether it is from them or whether it is from God. That is the quickest route to the same means. We are to give others, give into our spells, give to our children, give to others first what we are waiting on in return. The same thing we are waiting on, we must get. And I tell you why. That is harvest. That is karma. That is how it works. You reap what you sow. What goes around comes around. Those are just a few examples. I, You know, there are more. So, God is first, the Holy Trinity. Two, the soulmate. Three. Okay. Your children come next. Your children. Your spouse. And let me park it here. Okay. Let me park it. I, I, and you may disagree, but you can't discredit what I'm saying because this is Bible. And if you don't like what I'm saying, then you tell God because he, he is the living word. And I, I don't think you know more than him. So, with that being said, the children are next. So, it is God, 
in parentheses put the Holy Trinity. Number two, your soulmate. Then your children. Your children should never come before your husband. And let me tell you why. When you took vows, you made a promise before the God, before heaven, at the altar. Most likely it was an altar. You made a public declaration that you are now one flesh. And what God has put together, let no man put asunder. Let no God separate, messed up, destroy, get in the middle of, have anything bad to say about it. Listen, you got a problem, go to your room, close the door, and we'll talk about it in the morning because you're acting disrespectful. Because when you're grown and you move out and you're married, I still got him. I still have her. So let you just leave us alone right now. <laughs> you, you're trying to make me, you know, single. You're trying to make me single, you know. It's a no. So, listen. Your children come third. Your spouse, your soulmate, comes before your children. Before your children. That is the order. That is the biblical order. That is the itemized biblical order for family life. So when you are now, now everything and you know, and let's keep everything in perspective, you know. Yeah, I so, but you understand what I'm saying. There are some parents. I give you an example. You are now a blended family. You had kids. He had kids. Maybe he didn't have kids, but you had kids. You definitely had kids before entering the marriage. Now, his needs are important. His desires are important. I, I don't know which way to go. I'm, I'm going to use two examples because these, this is very, very common. You have a teenager in the house. He knows how to fix a bowl of cereal. He knows how to make a sandwich. He knows how to put on ramen noodles. He knows how to put a pizza in the oven. He knows how to go out and buy something if he gets a little hungry. But both want to eat. Your husband, wants, he's, he's, maybe he, it's a Saturday. He worked in the yard all day. Maybe he was doing some business stuff and he's got to prepare for Monday. But they're both hungry. Now, maybe you served enough for everybody. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you have to make separate meals. The boy is a teenager. Your husband is fed first. Do you understand? Your husband is fed first. A 78-year-old is okay to fix his own food. Your husband is fed first. He is the head of household. He is the four Ps. He is the penis, the protector, the provider, and the priest in the home. He gets fed first. Perception. And the right perception. But your husband is first. And you tell him, you, you, you are a grown man. Hold on. Well, I want to eat. What do you got? You got to, I got to feed your father. Well, nah, I'm your son. I was here first. I'm sorry. I had to pause it for a minute. Now, the child may say, but I was here first. Yeah. Well, that is true. That is true. You, you are my son. You were here first. But he is my soulmate. That he is my covering. And when you leave, and when you get married, if you should move away to another country or... For whatever reason, for a job or for a woman or for another family of your own. It would just be me and him. He has vowed to stay with me forever, but that is not your promise. And I don't expect you to have that kind of promise because you need to lead your own life. But you were here first. But he is my covering. He eats now. 
You know, your approach is everything because you have to be also careful how you say things. Because your approach and how you say can make or break a person's spirit. So, you know, but listen, if he's getting a little, you know, if he's, listen, if he's feeling, if he's feeling a little froggy and he looks like going leap or something, you, you put him in his place. Uh-uh. You know, you're going to, um, you're going to stop yelling. You're going to stop yelling because if you're not, listen, if you're not singing, you shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't hear that more than an octave now. <laughs> so that's the order. Family life. First, God, in parentheses, the Holy Trinity. Two, soulmate, your spouse. And then three, your children. Hold on and pause it till he comes in. Okay, and number four. The next thing that comes... Uh, uh, the next thing that, that is on this itemized list that comes next, excuse me, is yourself. Is yourself. Okay, is yourself. This is the biblical itemized order for family balanced life. Jesus is not asking you to do anything he himself did not do. Neither did his disciples. Neither did those who are noted as some of the most prominent and, and, and the most beautiful people in, in the Bible. This is, this is them. That was King David. That was King Josiah. That was even when they made mistakes, they were very they were very quick to repent, keep it moving, and going forward, make applicable this itemized order for family life balance. And then number five, what comes next is ministry. Everybody, if you're a Christian, should have a ministry. And I mean everybody. No matter what your age is, no matter what race you are, no matter what church you go to. Ministry. You should be contributing to the rest of the world through ministry. Now, it's not it's not always being a pastor or a preacher. That's not what, you know, it could be if you're chosen. Many are called if you're chosen. But what do you do for God on a day-to-day basis? That contributes and impacts other people's lives on a spiritual level. Even if they don't know that you're doing it. Do you pray for how often do you pray for your colleagues, your co-workers, your neighbor, the postman, the cashier? Do you compliment the waiter if she's if she looks nice, if, if he smells good? I mean, you don't want to get nobody in trouble if you're on a date. <laughs> You understand there's so many ways to contribute and, and be an asset as a Christian, as a son or daughter or child of God. So many ways. So five is ministry. That is the order. The Holy Trinity, God first, second your soulmate, third your children, fourth yourself, and fifth ministry. That is the order. Now, uh, my podcast is, is almost done. And, uh, so let me say this. And, and now that you know the itemized order, as per the Bible, it is okay. You have to go to my LinkedIn page. I address a lot of this stuff. You, or my Facebook page. And or. There is no risk. And love. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not real love. There is no risk in real love. God is love. He is the source. There is no risk in real love. So when you lose yourself in someone, it is okay. When you lose yourself in giving to your children, it is okay. Because then you are walking in love. To say that you don't want to lose yourself in these things, is it, 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 you are setting yourself up to become selfish, self-reliant, separated, isolated, depressed. Now, you, you, I mean, it, 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 I'm telling you, it's a downward spiral. 
never can go wrong. Losing yourself in love. And I mean never. The only, see, God works through other people. So with every role we perform in life, he expects us to lose ourselves in that moment so that we are contributing to the rest of the world and advancing kingdom agenda. You cannot tell people it's not okay to, to lose yourself in these roles. That is what makes life beautiful. The best performances in your career as a person is a mother, a wife. If you if you are holding back and you are apprehensive to losing yourself in this way, there is a problem with your love walk. This is not probably the diagnosis and prognosis you want, but you are losing. Okay, it it, it is it is not good. You have a problem with your love walk. Now there is a difference between real love and true love. And I won't cover that here. You have to take my class. I do break it down on other podcasts when I talk sex and marriage. But um, there's a difference. Now, Tia, I, I, I don't make, I don't mean, I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I love, I just love sharing. I love being informative. And when God gives me something and, and I have a responsibility, especially if I blog and I'm, I'm, I'm working and I hear it, I, I, I want to get paid from God. So I, I got to tell you this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now you, you said also. That you were living in your truth. I and then Tia, I can't, I can't, I don't have your number, so you got to take what I give you on this podcast. So listen, you said you were living in your truth. That's not good. It's not good because truth changes in real time. And then there are facts. Facts are always constant because you can't rewrite history. Facts are always constant. That's something that never changes. But truth changes in real time. And you cannot use truth and facts interchangeably. So if you're living in your truth, then you too one day will change should you get remarried. Because you are not going to be the same person you were that day, that year. That decade. You understand? And real love. You don't live in the truth. You keep God in the center. You live in him. And then he will fill your cup. The joy of the Lord. Is your strength. He will give you peace. When you are. In a marriage. When you are in a relationship. In life. He must be the source. And then everybody else around you, the resource of these said uh, attributes to being a Christian. Joy, peace, and love. So, this is how you create balance. By making applicable that which I have disclosed in biblical principles today. And just
you for joining Alisa and Giles podcast, where my motto is, you could always be a better version of who you were before. You could always be a better version of who you were before.